0: Welcome to this emergency recording of Bravo and Blaze. I am your host, Jenny Blaze, and I think I might be alive again after Peacock released these sneak peeks of the Vanderpump Rules season 11 this week. And I wasn't even prepared, but we will go through those scenes as well as other Scandal news from this week, some updates. But I guess Scandival is my personality. After season 11 filming wrapped. I kind of felt like I needed to move on. I went back to having guests on the podcast and, you know, I took a little break, but then I started going back into my normal weekly updates that I used to do before Scandaval, but it just hasn't felt the same. So I'm going to put up a poll for those of you who are listening on Spotify. If you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment, but I want to know from my audience, if you would prefer me to focus on Scandal because let's be honest there's more than enough content there's more than enough of us we are a community who has been forever impacted by Scandal. <sighs> i'm even thinking of re-watching season 10 before season 11 starts on january 30th so you guys let me know we're in this together Okay, so before we jump into the scan of all updates and the sneak peeks, I want to remind everyone to subscribe on YouTube. Our channel is at Jenny Blaze. Follow wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and many more. And on social media, our handle is at Bravo and Blaze. And if you're interested in bonus content, you can go to Bravo and Blaze on Patreon and join our community there as well. All right, let's go into the scan of all update. So Sunday, I was supposed to go to New York City to see Ariana for for her book tour single AF cocktails, but she got COVID. So she's rescheduling the book tour. However, I still went ahead and did a Patreon episode on the book. I don't drink alcohol. But it's fine because this book was still worth the buy. Also, There's two mocktail recipes in here. So hopefully I get a signed copy if she reschedules the book tour. But despite having to reschedule Ariana's book, Single AF Cocktails, Drinks for Bad Bitches, still made the New York Times bestseller list this week. So congratulations to Ariana just killing it. Love it. Love to see it. And don't forget to sign up for Patreon to go check out the bonus content. So we also got the season 11 trailer that was released. We also got new cast photos. And then we also have each of their story summaries. And I'll read through those. Lisa Vanderpump. As a mentor, ally, and confidant to the group, Lisa Vanderpump is working to restore some peace between two feuding exes as she attempts to provide perspective. With the closing of West Hollywood mainstay Pump, Lisa is refocusing her expertise on opening a new restaurant in Lake Tahoe and continuing her success with additional ventures in Las Vegas. Just an FYI, if you guys go back, I had a witchy moment where I dreamt that my children became werewolves and then... Like the next day, there was a spotting of the cast in Lake Tahoe at Wolf or whatever her new place is going to be called. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a witch. Ariana Maddox. Ariana Maddox's life was turned upside down after a devastating breakup, but she's determined to make the best of a difficult situation. Although she still shares a home with her ex, Ariana is moving on and dating a new long-distance boyfriend. While working to open the doors to her and Katie's sandwich shop, something about her, Ariana is embracing the countless opportunities that have come her way. From a stint on Dancing with the Stars to a new cocktail book. Next is James Kennedy. Recently proclaimed number one guy in the group, James Kennedy's friendships within this circle are stronger than ever and his DJ career is booming. He bought a house in the Valley and is settling into suburban life with his girlfriend, Allie Luber, along with their cat and a dog from James's past. A dog, you say? Could it perhaps maybe be a dog named Graham? Renamed to Hippy. Is that his name? I don't know. All right, Katie Maloney. With more distance from her divorce, Katie Maloney is exploring life as a single woman and dating, even if her pursuits strike too close to home for her ex-husband, Tom. A previous indiscretion comes to light and threatens to upend her and Sheena's renewed friendship as well as her cordial post-divorce relationship with Tom. With permit holdups and ongoing issues, something about her is a work in progress, and opening a restaurant is proving to be more challenging than anticipated lala kent lala kent is still in the midst of a challenging custody battle but being the best mom to ocean remains her priority wanting to give her daughter a sibling lala explores fertility treatments and looks for a sperm donor as a single mother she finds an unlikely connection with tom schwartz forming a friendship that neither saw coming but creating tension between her and the rest of the girls as her forgiveness for the toms grows Mm-hmm. I didn't know Lala and Schwartz were getting tight. Sheena Shea. Celebrating their one-year wedding anniversary, Sheena Shea and husband Brock Davies are struggling to connect as they leave the honeymoon stage and settle into their life with a toddler. Sheena works on new music as a way to express herself and cope with her postpartum OCD. She finds herself straddling the lines in the sand within the group as she navigates her relationships with her longtime friends and feuding exes Ariana and Tom. Tom Schwartz. Tom Schwartz is mending a challenged friendship after taking the heat for his part in his best friend's shocking deception. Embracing a new identity, Tom bleaches his hair, evades exclusivity with a friend potentially turned girlfriend, and winds up in a surprising love triangle with a new flame and his ex-wife. Tom sandoval in the aftermath of a scandal that changes romantic relationships dynamics within the group and the success of his businesses tom sandoval is working on bettering himself in a fragile state he focuses on repairing the foundations of his friendships when he isn't on the road touring with his band tom sandoval and the most extras he and ariana live under the same roof locked in a stalemate for the house updates on the house are coming brock davies Celebrating their one-year wedding anniversary, Sheena Shea and husband Brock Davies are struggling to connect as they leave the honeymoon stage and settle into their life with a toddler. Brock is able to navigate the tricky dynamics and develops closer relationships with the group. All right, I'm here for more Brock. Allie Luber. Over a year into their relationship and more comfortable with everyone in the group, aspiring astrologer Allie Luber is finding her own footing within the tight-knit posse. After James bought a house in the Valley, the two of them are settling into suburban life with their cat and a dog from James's past. See what they've done here. They've reused things. Gotcha, gotcha. So there's other news that comes out on social media, and I try to stay up to date and share it in my stories. So I'm going to go through some of these. One of them I saw was that Kristen Doty. So Kristen Doty is supposed to be part of the spinoff of Vanderpump Rules with Jax and Brittany I believe and I don't know what's going on with that but Kristen claims that she got in trouble from I guess Bravo this is according to Taste of Reality and See You Next Monday the former server decided to take a hiatus from the podcast she hosts with her boyfriend after getting in trouble for sharing her insider scoop okay so I this is not confirmed because I didn't listen to all of Kristen's podcast, but allegedly Kristen revealed on her podcast that when Tom Schwartz dumped the drink on Katie's head, I think they were in Mexico that had to be shot again, like reshot, which is so crazy to me. Like, how did that even go about if that is true? What did they do, like go dry her hair and say, Katie, you have to her- <laughs> you have, to have a drink board on your head again, which would kind of explain it. Because it seemed like if you watch it back, it almost felt like Katie was like kind of waiting for it. And like Tom, like kind of didn't want it. But like, I don't know, it just it felt very awkward. I'm going to have to go back and watch that frame <laughs> by frame. So that was interesting. What else? Um, Sheena went on Bravo's new podcast with Alex Baskin, which is just so, I'm still, I think it's hilarious that Bravo, for one, we haven't, did they advertise this podcast that they just recently released? I don't recall ever hearing them saying like, oh, we're having a new podcast. You have to subscribe to it as well. And I'll listen to it. I just haven't gotten around to it, honestly. But I think it's wild that Alex Baskin, who's like CEO of his production company and executive producer of all these, like a lot of big shows, he still has the time to go be the host of this podcast. (laughs) I still think that's hilarious, but I didn't watch it. I saw clips and I see the reactions on social media. And Sheena was on, like, crying, saying how hard it was for her to go through this aftermath of scanaval And the feedback from social media was pretty much like, oh, Sheena's being Sheena again, you know, making it about herself and blah, 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 whatever. But the thing, like, the first thing that came to my mind when she was like, oh my gosh, you know, this has been really hard for me. I instantly went back to Brandy Glanville at Bluestone Manor, saying how awful her season was after Russell died, when literally his wife Taylor, her castmate Taylor Armstrong, is sitting right there, and like, which also is hilarious because don't forget where Vanderpump rules started, Sheena and Brandy. So I just thought that was like, very ironic. Okay, so Charlie Burnett was on Nick Vile's Vile Files podcast and she was not holding back. She was kind of shading Sheena and Brock a little bit, saying Brock is like a, what did she say, producer, husband or something like that. I don't know. Basically saying he does whatever Sheena needs him to do, like he's sheena's assistant or something i don't know what else did she say hold on let me go back charlie is now engaged she's not doing vpr this season but doesn't mean she won't do another season or another show oh she called brock a payroll husband and she said she had an encounter with brock with her fiance and none of the questions like the small talk wasn't, like, didn't feel genuine to her, I guess. It felt like like probing, like, are you a good match for us in our projection for our career in this business? Or, I don't know, that's the vibe that I was getting from Charlie. I guess Lala unfollowed her. She thinks Lala's still mad at her. Oh, I didn't even, like, listen to the song yet, but apparently... Sheena and Lala released a Christmas song and in that Christmas song I heard like a tiny tiny sa- sample and it actually did sound pretty catchy and I think they did it with the 27s and I really love the 27 style like that Apple song is ugh, so good but um, I think this song from just a little bit that I heard sounded like it was catchy but apparently they make some comments about referring to like Raquel slash Rachel and a lot of people did not like that on social media. They're like, come on. This is like ridiculous, which I do agree. The Apple song was like kind of it was like a shade song, but it was like kind of tasteful because it didn't like say anybody's name particular. Like it could have been to Sandoval or it could have been to Raquel slash Rachel. It was like ambiguous, but apparently with these lyrics, it. Seems like it's pretty clear that it's directed towards her. And I feel like by now they had one shade song. They don't need to do that again. So I'm kind of bummed that they did that, but I need to go listen to that song. Because I think I might go into my rotation. What else? Oh, something else. I, I did not know this. So Nick Vile is going back and watching Vanderpump Rules. I had assumed that he watched Vanderpump Rules because he literally interviewed like all of them during the peak of Scandival. So you would think like he was interviewing them because he was as invested as we were. But turns out he never never even watched a show. And since Scannaval, we know that, you know, Nick Vile and Tom Sandoval were on special forces together and they formed a friendship. And I'm sure under those circumstances, if you've never watched the show and you only watch Scannaval, I feel like you could like go into that environment. And definitely go away being like, oh, we're comrades. Like, we're, we're buddies. It's like going to boot camp. They put them through like war, like mind fuckery and like war, mental warfare and stuff. Like, of course, he's going to look at Sandoval as his brother now. But I just. I'm looking at Nick Vile in a completely different way now that I know that he didn't watch it because I guess apparently this week he was saying he was insinuating how proud he is of Tom Sandoval for sticking with Kristen even though he knew that Kristen cheated. And it's like, yeah, but he was cheating on Kristen the whole time. So I just, I don't know. Nick Vile, why are you doing this, dude? I was really liking him. I mean, I still like him, but it's leaving a bad taste in my mouth. It, it's giving me Bethany. I didn't watch your show or who else was it? Teddy and two T's. Did they not watch it too? Cause Tom and Tom were both on two T's together. And I guess, I don't know. I didn't listen to her. I heard that he was, Tom was um, saying that Rachel took advantage of him. Which is just ridiculous. But also this week, don't forget on Winter House, which is airing now. And I think there's only one more episode, which is a bummer. But Tom Schwartz has been on Winter House. He went after they filmed the finale scenes. And before the reunion. So this is that small window of time when Scannibal was at its peak. And he's like, he's been very vocal about how Winter House has been like his escape. And he's so grateful because, you know, life back in L.A. and at home is pretty insane. And we remember those times. They were insane. So I don't blame him for that. However, I cannot forget... I know it's easy to forget, and I will wholeheartedly admit I am guilty of this. I fall for Tom Schwartz's puppy dog thing every time, like almost every time he comes on, he's got that goofy smile, and it's like, oh, there he is. But that's even more reason why I have to keep reminding all of us that. We need to remember, he has a situationship going on with Joe back in L.A. He's allegedly falling in love with Katie Flood, Floody, from below deck on Winterhouse. Meanwhile, he left Winterhouse to go film the reunion. And don't forget, at the reunion, he threatened Katie, his wife, with a cease and desist on behalf of Joe situation ship he's in which we're going to see play out in season 11 and where she's like are you embarrassed of me oh. Oh my god. this is how i feel this is how i feel every time joe comes on i'm like oh my god please please, please. i'm scared i'm scared yeah so schwartz threatens to cease and desist towards his wife katie on behalf of joe his situation ship while he's falling in love with Katie Floody at Winterhouse, They had just hooked up right before he went to go film the reunion. It's not about Joe or Katie. He just knew Katie. I'm talking about it's his wife, Katie. He like does not ever. He, he hates her. I think he truly hates his wife, Katie Maloney. And that is just so, it makes me angry. That's your wife. Why did you get married then? Shouldn't have gotten married if you're going to act like this. Pussy pussy. Okay, I'm going to move on. There's three scenes that are sneak peeks for season 11 and then the trailer, and I'll go through all of those. So the first scene is Ariana's in her house. Katie walks in. Ariana's like, I love your hair. You look great. Katie's like, every time I come in here, it looks like a florist. So people are just sending flowers to Ariana left and right. Love that. And they're talking about, you know, like, oh, you're ready to go thrifting? And Katie says, I'm really excited to get like cute vintage teacups, which I think would be so cute and something about her. They give us an update. They're talking about how they had um John Hutman come in and redesign everything. He's the Nancy Myers production designer that Katie really wanted. They brought in Penny, the um originally they had her as a consultant, I think. She was a consultant on, you know, the sandwiches. They brought her on in a more official capacity, they're saying. Um, to do the menu, to be, I guess, be in charge of the menu and be their COO. So that's Chief Operations Officer. And COO, make sure that all operations are running, that that it's a well-oiled machine, anything that goes wrong. You know, it's the COO's job to make sure that they come up with solutions to make sure that there's no interruption of flow of work and business processes and things like that. So... um, I love that because that means they don't have to. That's a huge load that they don't have to do themselves. That's freeing up a lot of time for them. So Katie's like, it's quiet in here. And Ariana goes to explain he's in New Zealand shooting some sort of competition show. Then they, you know, show him special forces. Then Ariana goes on to say, you know, three months ago when Tom blew up our lives, I was not like prepared to be kicked out of my house and start a whole new life. So even though we still live under the same roof, I've been able to maintain a no contact policy. They show Tom's room, right? Which I thought looked bad. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like great, but also I understand that this is like a temporary situation. So I wasn't expecting that much, but then they show, they go down the hall and they go to the master bedroom to Ariana's room. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Ariana, her room is chaotic. And I'm not blaming her for that because this girl's been going nonstop, but it just like, I instantly had anxiety and thought of Sierra's bed from somewhere else. (laughs) But then they go on to show, Ariana says, I've been able to maintain a no contact policy. We communicate via his assistant. They show Ariana and Tom's assistant texting each other. Ariana says, please tell him to turn off the LED lights at night. It's annoying the neighbors. (laughs) Cut to Anne, Tom's assistant. Responding back, he says they fall under freedom of speech. That is such a Tom Sandoval answer. And I can't imagine. Can you imagine being a neighbor of Tom Sandoval? I would hate that. I would hate it. If that's his answer, when they ask, like, could you please turn off your lights? His response is, Freedom of speech. But still, like, as a courtesy, you would think if you're a good neighbor, you'd be like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll turn it off, especially like maybe at a certain time. If they're like Christmas lights, then I'd be like, I'll turn them off at 10 o'clock. But if they're just like lights that are on all night long that aren't serving any purpose for anyone and they're not decorative, I need to know what LED lights he's talking about or that they're talking about. But I have so many questions. Like, I need a day in the life of Anne in vlog form or something, please. Um, I need to know if she hates Tom Sandoval. She must hate him, right? Like, I need to know more about Anne. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. Ariana's birthday is June 24th. So this is still almost four months after. Ariana goes on to say, I feel like the house is like the last thing. That's like tying things. But what I think is psychotic is that he wants to buy me out and stay here. And then Katie says, if he has that kind of money, go buy something else. And that's when Ariana says, I'm sorry, but then you don't have to move. And I do. What are you going to bring your little pen pal back over here? I don't I think, think so. No. And she goes on to say, from what I can tell, Tom and Rachel are still very much together. They're sending packages back and forth. She even sent a postcard with lightning bolts on it. Like, get a new bit already, Ariana says. Yeah, people are not liking that Ariana's like she clearly is still has some feelings like I know this feeling. When you feel like you've been wronged, you want justice, right? But then at the same time, if you're still in that situation, you you need peace. And I think peace is a priority over justice. And while, yes, morally, he did this and he should be the one to leave, I would say. That's how I would vote in a jury. Like, he should go. He's the one who did all this. Like, peace out, boy. You need to be inconvenienced and uproot your life since you're the one who did this. But legally, I don't think There's no law that says he has to leave. Like, they both own this place. So if I was Ariana and I just wanted to be out of this and he's insisting on staying, which is such a Tom Sandoval thing, ugh, so annoying, I'd be like, fine, give me half of the equity and I'll be out and I'll sign it over and let's be done with this. And so I know people are like, oh, my gosh, she's like mad that he gets to stay or whatever. And it's like, I think that's valid to be annoyed by that. But she released a lot of information on Watch What Happens Live. She's living in an Airbnb now. And she's ready for Tom Sandoval to buy her out, I guess. Also, I think on reality ops, Ariana commented and I think I saw somewhere else she commented that Tom Sandoval gave her a trash offer, which is typical basic behavior. I could have told you that was going to happen. He's so basic. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't take a lowball offer either. If anything, he should give a very generous offer to make it quick and smooth, but I don't think he has money for that, so... We'll see what happens. Then, Ariana. She goes, in the latest of unhinged behaviors, he had his assistant glue the penis flu back together. Then they cut to Logan three months earlier, breaking the penis flute over his knee. I am, they probably don't have this, but I hope they have footage of Anne actually glowing it back together. I want her to be glowing it back together and being like, fuck my life. And wherever you are, I feel for you, girl. This is a safe space if you ever want to come on. (laughs) Side note, I don't know if I mentioned this in any of my BravoCon recaps. Um, I met Logan at BravoCon. We were, I was with Up and Adam and Adam knows... All of them. He used to work at Sir. So I didn't like mean to go. <laughs> I didn't like try to insert myself, but it just like kind of happened. And so we met, and I didn't want to be like, hi. <laughs> I've been stalking Scandival all year, but I think he said, like, oh, I know who you are. And that like made me feel really freaked out. And I need to know, I need to know what you guys think, okay? So at BravoCon, I had many, many opportunities to break the fourth wall with Tom Sandoval directly. I think he, like, wanted me to. think like, he might be obsessed with me. But I chose, in the moment, like, I chose to politely walk away because I just didn't feel like – I didn't know. Like, do I want to break the fourth wall? Because also I was at a party with Katie. She was only maybe a couple feet away from me. And I'm like, I, d- I don't know if I should go up to her because I'm like covering Scandaball. It's weird, right? I don't know. I'm do due- You guys are just following me along this journey. There is no plan. There's no schedule programming other than me getting one podcast episode out a week. So I don't know if I want to go there. And then at another point during BravoCon, I see Ariana, her boyfriend, Dan, Katie, and Terry Maloney, who I definitely wanted to go up to and hug, but I had to go and also they were eating. Actually, I had to go see Peter Madrigal because he was hosting a Weight Watchers party bus and I was like, shoot, I gotta go, I'm gonna be late. But I'm like, but Ariana and them are here. And I was like, but they're also eating and also, is it weird? So then I just didn't, and I don't know if that's how I should proceed going forward. I also saw Tom Schwartz, and I didn't go up to him. I just felt like it was too weird for me. One person who I do break the fourth wall with, though, is Jax Taylor, and I will continue to break the fourth wall. Full transparency, because I truly think Jax is a changed man, and I think If Jax is cool with it, I'll be transparent with you guys on anything I talk to him about because um, I just get good energy from him. I know that sounds weird to say, but I really do. I saw him at BravoCon. I was at uh, James Kennedy's show at Jewel Nightclub on the Saturday of BravoCon. I saw Jax. I went up to him, said hi, and that was it. So like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I did run into Sheena a lot and Brock. I saw Brock a lot. I said hi to him a few times. Like, I don't think he knows who I am, but um, I just don't know if I should do that. So I'm going to put another poll. I'm going to put two polls in to this episode on Spotify. Should I break the fourth wall with Vanderpump Rules and Scannable? Okay, let's move on. So the second sneak peek scene is a scene of Brock and Sheena, and they're talking about how cute Summer Moon is and you know la la la. And Sheena goes into how, you know, sitting on that couch gives her Sandoval flashbacks. And then Brock is like, oh, did he ever respond to you after Ali died? This part was really sad during Scandival. Like, I didn't know how to really react to this, but Sheena goes and gives background. Ali was one of Tom Sandoval's best friends from childhood that they, the rest of the group, all wound up becoming friends with. You know, they used to go to Coachella together. Um, she mentioned, Mentioned brisket. I don't know what brisket has to do doing anything. And Sheena was like, you know, I literally messaged him. She texted him, Tom, I don't even have words right now. I just want you to know we are all sending you our love and condolences. Please reach out if you need us. I want to make sure you're okay. That is a super, super nice text. I think that's all Sheena needed to do. She didn't even need to do that, but that is incredibly nice. Apparently... Tom Sandoval didn't respond. So, and Sheena could have just left it there. I wish she did. She could have just left it, but instead she goes to say, so I, he didn't answer me. So I sent another message and it wasn't delivered. So I assumed he blocked me. Then she goes on and says, then I went on to Instagram. Turns out he blocked, blocked her on Instagram, blocked the the podcast shenanigans on Instagram, blocked her sister, and then get this Tom Sandoval blocked. Summer moon. And I'm wondering when this took place because there was a point in time where on Instagram, sometimes I could see Tom Sandoval's stories and sometimes I couldn't. And I'm like, oh my God, is he going in and like blocking and unblocking? Like, what the hell is going on? I think Tom Sandoval had little stints of unhinged behavior on social media. And I know that I interviewed Ryan Bailey during Scandival and he said, he doesn't think that Sandoval is on social media that much. I think that I think the opposite. I think that Tom Sandoval is definitely on social media, especially after Scanival. He even took one of my posts from Twitter, actually. He screenshotted my post and then put, reposted it, blocking out my name. But using my comment as supporting evidence towards Miraval for being unprofessional when they posted a picture of their bar and the lyrics of the theme song. <laughs> Cause I wrote my comment was nice Scannaval reference with like a smoking emoji. And he crossed out my name, my handle. I was like, wow, dude. He even like put an arrow to my comment, like, see your professional oh my gosh are we having fun are Tom Sandoval and I having fun together maybe it's just I am I don't know okay so the third scene this is a scene of Lala and her mother and basically it's an update on Lala Lala's mother moved out to LA to help Lala raise ocean And Easton, Lala's brother, was feeling kind of left out back in Utah. So he moved into the same apartment building as Lala. And now they're basically like a family unit. She compared them to a family of orcas where no one ever really leaves. You just keep adding on. And I like that for her. I love that for her. I think there can be some complications when people start to have – relationships like for example let's say Easton finds the love of his life and she's got a family and she wants to go visit her family for Christmas but Easton is like yeah but my family of Orcas we do this on Christmas and then now Easton has to choose seen this before and then you get Sister-in-law's fight. This is like the beginning of a Judas and Gorga family feud. Mark my words. This is the anthropology, guys. Things that I say now may not come into fruition until like 10 years from now. So we got to document all of this. Okay, what else does she say? So Lala also goes on to, you know, get emotional because she's talking about how after everything ended with Randall that she has just been focusing on her custody situation. And I have my oldest daughter is 14 and I've gone through custody and all that stuff before. And I, so I was in Lala's situation before and I mean, mine is obviously different. I didn't have a baby with neck. But um, yeah, it's really tough, especially like your first child, I think, because new, new moms are, I think they're like, they should be part of a protected class. I actually think they are. Well, at least pregnant women are. Pregnant women, children, and like senior citizens, I believe are considered part of a protected class in this country. Meaning like, if you hurt a senior citizen like Jen Shaw, that's like double the penalty, I think. It's supposed to be at least. But she's saying like, she still has a lot of trauma to go through. She's very skeptical of new people. She even starts to cry like, Like, am I going to be like this with everybody? Because she's talking about how she's kind of side-eyeing Ariana's new boyfriend, Dan. She's like, what's his motive? And, you know, I struggle with this because I think when you go through something like what Lala went through, you do need to strengthen that skill of being on alert and aware of people around you and maintaining your boundaries. But there's also like, I feel like, a like, uh, like what is the term I want to say? There's a sweet spot. There's a sweet spot of where you are still able to be vulnerable enough to let new people into a certain extent, but not allow them to cross boundaries. And that, be tricky sometimes especially in like romantic relationships i feel like with work relationships it's very cut and dry friendships it gets a little muddy and then especially like romantic relationships so it is difficult but i'm here for lala on her self-growth journey i want to see that and i kind of like i started talking about this when i was recapping paris and love because paris got her dogs cloned which made me think i was just like incomplete like i was stunned when i saw that she cloned her dogs because i was like i didn't know that you could actually do that i thought that that was banned and so then my head starts racing i'm like if you can do this so easily with dogs, you must be able to do this with humans and there even if it's illegal, there must be people doing it somewhere on the like black market or something. And so I'm I was thinking like if you could do that and you're a woman who wants to have children but you don't want to have a relationship, instead of getting a sperm donor, what if you clone yourself and raise <laughs> Yourself as a baby. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know that sounds so crazy, but I was talking just um, talking to another creator about this. I was like, "Would you do that?" And she's like, "I know if I would, like raising yourself is so sounds so weird." And I was like, "No, but it's not you." It's just someone with the same DNA as you, which would be like a twin. Twins have the same DNA. So it'd be like raising your twin. I'm like, I'm like half joking, but also kind of serious. Like, what if someday, I'm not saying like tomorrow or even in the next 10 years, but like say like 50 years from now, what if cloning? is cheaper than getting a sperm donor. What if it's more accessible and that's what our what humans evolved to? Okay, I went way off track, way off track. Okay, so let's go through, let's go through the trailer. Ariana, so it opens up with Ariana saying, if I can survive the worst case scenario, I can do anything. They show her Dan kissing. They show the whole group. Or they show Ariana saying, I'm just gonna continue existing in my house. Then they show Tom just like coming out of the bathroom looking like, pathetic. (laughs) And Lisa's like, why are they living together? And then you see James on a beach day drawing a line in the sand literally saying, this is Ariana's side, this is Tom's side. Then you see Schwartz saying to Sandoval, you really need to get back out there. Yeah, that's the that's the last thing Tom Sandoval needs right now, okay? He doesn't need to be going out and dating. He needs to be working on himself because he's crazy. Then you see him saying, I'm young, hot, and single, ready to mingle. And it's just like, oh. But good timing because then they cut to Ariana saying, the worm is warming." Um, I don't know if there's anything like groundbreaking in this trailer that I haven't seen already. I do want to note that this is the first reality show, any show that I followed this closely during filming, okay? So I don't even know what it's going to be like for me to watch season 11 knowing that I was following so closely while it was happening, um shorts dies is here oh this is something new so they show a scene of Ariana with her boyfriend where she's saying oh what if you move out here from New York City and he's like and I just feel like I don't really want that I feel like I don't know whatever makes Ariana happy but then we see Joe my gosh with Tom Schwartz, and he's saying, My friend Joe is hot. We need clarity on this situation, Ship, because, like I said earlier on Winterhouse, he's allegedly fallen in love with Katie Flood. So, what the hell is this? We see Lala talking to Lisa Vanderpump saying, I'm just a bitch out here trying to rebrand and find a sperm donor. Again, would you consider cloning yourself <laughs> instead? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting a sperm donor, by the way. I just, my sci-fi fan fiction brain just goes like this. Like, what if we all start raising our own little baby clones? (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's funny to me because it's, like, terrifying, but also kind of could become a reality. And I'm like, but for real, what would happen? Oh. Another thing that was revealed, so I guess Tom Schwartz and Lala, are friends, are getting close, and Tom says to Lala, nobody even knows that me and Sheena made out in Vegas, and Lala's like, what? And in the, the, the cast summaries that I read, that's what I think they're referring to, because you see Katie and Tom arguing again, where she's saying, like, you never cared about me, and... You see Sheena and Katie talking where Sheena's looking like she's trying to, like, explain herself. And then they cut to Sheena and Brock where he's like, this is not okay," And we don't know what they're talking about, but obviously builds suspense. Schwartz makes a statement saying, I don't know what the future holds for me and Tom. Whatever, wussy pussy, you're going to be his whipping boy for the rest of your life. Oh, there's also a scene of Lala and Katie kind of yelling at each other saying like, you're a bit much, you're a bit much yourself. So that's an interesting dynamic. We also see Lisa Vanderpump talking to Tom Sandoval, telling him she's trying to look out for him. (laughs) James says to Schwartz that he goes, she's your secret girlfriend, right? And he's referring to Joe, I guess. And then they cut to Joe saying, are you a Bear of me? Oh, boy. Oh, there's also a scene of Sandoval saying to Sheena, you've been the other woman before and Sheena's in his face with her fingers She's like, don't dare say that." So then there's also this scene where Tom Sandoval has headphones on, an eye mask on, and he's screaming and somebody's, Holding onto his chest. I think he's doing like, it kind of looks like a ketamine treatment or something. And I'm interested to see that part. I want to know what they're doing. He probably needs that real bad. Ooh, James says to Tom Sandoval, you still got a bunch of grown-up to do, Tom. It's sad to me. They um, included the drink toss at the finale. That's on my Instagram. Oh, they got a clip of Lala in Tahoe on the boat yelling at Tom Sandoval. You're proving to me that you're frightening or terrifying. Schwartz says, I think Tom's still in love with Raquel. Then they cut to Lisa Vanderpump saying, she blocked you. It's over. Then we see Ariana yelling at Tom. My lawyer will be dealing with you. The house and my children. He's like, your children? By the way, somebody clarified this, I think, on Twitter already. Brad, Ariana's good friend, clarified that she was referring to her pets. (laughs) They don't have embryos together. I don't think. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if that comes out. (laughs) Then the last clip is Lala saying, I've never seen anyone get cheated on, and all of a sudden, she becomes God. And then Ariana's like, "Oh." And I just can't wait. I can't have gills now. I'm excited. I'm I'm alive again. Guys, I was in a bit of a funk. I was. I was like, I haven't been the same. I think Scandival changed me forever. And I don't know. Maybe this is just who I am. I'm okay with that. So, before I go, I want to make sure I remind you all to go check out the Patreon episode where we go through the single AF cocktail book. Also, follow on social media at Bravo and Blaze. Subscribe on YouTube. Listen wherever you get your podcasts and follow. Merch is also available on bravoandblaze.com. I just want to give you all a reminder we are a community going through this together. So, if you need to talk more, you have something you want to mention some tea, some, I don't know, anything you just want to discuss here together, then shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at bravoandblaze at gmail.com. One last thing, I forgot to men- just mention this in the beginning, but I have a, I've been getting large Amazon hauls and I'm an Amazon associate. So by going to my store, I earn commission off of anything you purchase 24 hours after you click the link. Your support is great, greatly appreciated and I'll be posting all of my Amazon finds, my sets that I'm wearing. I'm all about the loungewear life. So, go check it out and I will check you all later. Bye.